Hey guys, what's up? I'm Shama. And I'm Tiffany, and you're listening to Chai Tea Party. This is a podcast about the underdogs, the brave, the creative, and the slightly off in the Daisy community. Baby, I've been acting differently lately. Mm, I know you see it. Hey, I don't think I'll ever be the same Oh no, 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 no I can't touch the ceiling I feel above the ground These are better days Hey guys, today we have Faria from Brown Girl to talk about Brown Girl's Guide to Surviving Self-Care. Faria is the guest submissions editor for Brown Girl magazine and she is also the head of marketing for the new organization Manmukti, which is bringing South Asian mental health awareness to our community. Please welcome Faria. Hey! Hi guys! Hey, we're Thank so you. excited to finally talk to you. We, I, we've like been in talks for a while just and then we randomly ran into you in Michigan at a mental health <laughs> conference for the um for like the Muslim community uh, mm-hmm. and just Lena who is a friend of the show and who's also been on the show like what happened to be with us it was just like so wild like worlds colliding um, I know. It was so crazy. I was like, wait, brown girl? Wait, chai party? What? We're all yeah. here? <laughs> and now mom would be like, what? Is yeah. <laughs> so we had the Midwest, we had the Pacific Northwest, and then we had the South. Because you are based in Texas, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. That. <laughs> so it's just so funny to see. So um, now, especially with you being part of an organization that promotes mental health awareness, um, self-care must be part of something you talk about constantly. So not only do we want to hear about what tips you have to self-care, but what are some of you, the things that you do to take care of yourself? For sure. Um, it's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't talked too much about self-care. And I think if you ask my friends or anyone I really uh, work with, they'll say I'm not very good at it. Um, oh, I like to keep myself involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, maybe work too much on too many different things and don't take the time to self-care. Um, so my friends would disagree. Uh, but it's something <laughs> I've definitely been very self-aware of. I think especially recently when I became in the last year and joining Manmukti and becoming more aware of my mental health um, and, you know, how important it is to take care of yourself and all parts of yourself. It's a topic I've really um delved a lot into and you know in terms of taking care of my own health and trying to be there for my friends and I'm not an expert by any means um but I just like I'm just trying to be someone who supports other people's self-care journey as well as improve my own because there's always room for improvement and that's you know it's so true that the most of the time you know that you you even for us like we like to promote self-care and and taking care of your mental health and all of that stuff and again we are obviously not professionals at this in any way but it's funny that the people that tend to talk about this the most are also the people that are constantly busy. And so it's like, oh, I like to promote this and do it, but like I'm also bad at taking my own advice and not doing something for a day. And so yeah. what? how do you get out of that mode? Like with you personally, what are some things that you've done now recently, now being more involved, that you've forced yourself to sit down and um, take time for yourself? How did you get out of that mode or how have you been getting out of that mode? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of have a two-part answer to that question. One is definitely, like, making time for it. Um, it sounds silly, but, like, actually, like, scheduling in my planner, like, me time to, like, watch an episode of Netflix or, like, you know, just do something um, that makes me happy and literally scheduling that, like, alongside a meeting or a deadline or another task I have to do because if I don't schedule it, I won't um, do it. And then, you know, taking that time to focus on myself in whichever way. And I think part of that, too, is one really kind of big myth that I've seen with self-care and something I kind of learned, um, you know, after doing my own research and talking with people is people see self-care as something, and, and it can be, but when you when you say self-care, people, I think, really think of like, you know, like a Netflix episode or putting a mud mask on your face or getting a pedicure, and that's all great, and those are parts of self-care, and it's important, and it's great if it works for you, but I think a part of self-care that people don't really immediately think of and is so necessary and is something that I've actually struggled more to work on is the hard parts of self-care. Um, like actually doing what's right for you and your body and your mental health, even if it's not easy. I think the way our generation and media has kind of, um, monetized, you know, self-care is this very like pampering yourself and, and it can be, and that is beneficial. Mm -hmm. And I do do that. I get pedicures and take naps a lot and stuff, (laughs) but I think it's also like, for example, like cutting off a relationship that might be toxic to, for you, right? Whether that's a mm-hmm. friendship or romantic relationship or whatever, um, if it's something that's hurting you, removing yourself from that is self-care, mm-hmm. even if you might, you know, miss that person or miss the relationship that you had. Um, remembering to do things that are, like, good for you. Ugh, I'm blanking, but, like, um, like you know, like choosing water over like sugary orange juice or like candy or something. I don't know. It's it's like, it sounds kind of silly, but um, really taking those steps to like actually promote your overall, I think health is is something we don't realize is self care, but I I think it really is. And and sometimes I really struggle with it. um, Making those hard decisions that are better for you in the long run. Yeah, you're a hundred percent. Orange juice isn't a hard decision, but (laughs) (laughs) you're totally right. We, we tend to label, things as self-care if they're indulgent versus Mm -hmm. just like straight up good for you like I'm gonna take care of myself by like going on a run today or like Mm -hmm. eating healthy and we forget you're you're I've like never even thought about this but you're so right like self-care doesn't mean like cheating by eating a piece of candy like it could mean yeah doing something good for yourself and like maybe getting a smoothie instead or like going for a walk in the Mm -hmm. morning um so I think that's actually like a really important point that you bring up that identify like what your actual self-care is and what is just you indulging on things to make yourself not feel bad <laughs> definitely you know i mean like no i just like that you brought that up um it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you do but it could be something that you don't do or like saying mm. no to going out that one night because mm. you just want to stay in and not do anything that's mm-hmm. also a choice to not do something because you know it'll be good for you you know mm-hmm. um whether it's because you don't want to spend money or you don't want to drink and get hungover, like it doesn't matter. But just saying no can also be so empowering. Or saying yes to something that you haven't said yes to because you know that in the end it'll be good for you. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be like a monetary value or, you know, the eating pizza when you know you should be dieting kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just Which like is- a mental thing, like to actually, like to literally take care of yourself. <laughs> 
Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll like tell my friends, I'll be like, self care is actually really, really hard from a mental health uh-huh. I mean, standpoint. Like, you know, uh-huh. going to therapy and going through that process. I've, I've had friends ask me about my own experience because I have an anxiety disorder and I've been in therapy. And they're uh-huh. like, oh, how's therapy for you? And I was like, therapy is really, really hard. Yeah. I'm probably not allowed to cuss on this podcast, right? Okay, I won't cuss. But it's like, oh, no, we can. Okay. I think it's one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. And people are like, oh, but therapy, like, you sit on a couch and talk to a doctor and it's so oh, relaxing. Awesome. And I'm like, no. No, you're, I mean, it's different for everyone, but that process of accepting the fact that I needed help, being brave enough to go get help and working through everything mm-hmm. that encompasses me and, and my life and my surroundings um, and trying to, uh, you know, positively live with the issues that I'm dealing with, that's really, really mm-hmm. hard, but it's really necessary to, you know, live a better life and take care of yourself. So, that, I mean, that's just one yeah. example, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a great 100%. example. Because it can take a lot out of you, even physically, to drive yourself to a session where you know you might cry that day. Like, you oh, might yeah. cry within the first five minutes. Like, <laughs> oh, I it have. takes an emotional and physical toll on you to, like, be in that room. Like, we, we both get it. Like, we've been talking about therapy for as long as we've been friends, you know? And so, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it is really hard. But it's easy to be like, oh, therapy's great. It's going well. And then you yeah. go home and you cry again. Like, you know? Yeah. So. I don't think anyone's seen me cry as much as my therapist has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as it should be, I think. Right? Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the things, um, and I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but mm-hmm. for somebody that is struggling with getting to that place of taking care of themselves, whether that's whatever their self-care routine looks like, mm-hmm. what are some tips on breaking away? I know you talked about scheduling, but – Breaking away mm-hmm. from your normal schedule if you are somebody that, like, likes chaos and likes to be overbooked all the time or somebody mm-hmm. who needs self-care in a different form where they need something to um, take care of their body. What are tips that you have for somebody who is a self-care newbie? Mm-hmm. It's okay if I take a couple minutes to think. Yeah, of course. No, you need to answer right now. This is Jeopardy. <laughs> no. Do, 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 do. Oh, gosh. Tips for someone. Mm-hmm. I think being patient with yourself, like in any yeah. form, right? Like if you're doing anything, you need to not be super hard on yourself and mm-hmm. um, figuring out kind of what works well for you as far as self-care goes, just because everybody is doing something like mm-hmm. taking time to go to the gym or doing yoga or meditating or watching Netflix. Like if that's not your jam, then like don't do it, you know, figure yeah. out what's right for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with the second part because um, it, it can mean so many different things to so many different people. Different things work better for different people. So self-care is really, you know, doing what's best for you. Kind of like what Tiffany was saying, if you want to go out that night, if you don't want to go out that night, I mean, you know, you do you and not listening, I think, to other people or um, other opinions and just doing what makes you happy and what will better you as a person. Mm-hmm. I think another tip for self-care is, um, you know, I think understanding how important it is can really motivate someone to do it um you can't one of my favorite phrases i don't know where it's from it's from somewhere but you can't pour from an empty cup if you don't take care of yourself you won't be able to you know do what you're doing and make the impact that you're making or even you know try to get where you're going so it is necessary to take those breaks to take care of yourself and i think every one to two weeks i know because i'm such a person who's like very go 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 and lots of chaos and things um every one or two weeks i'll just like crash for like an afternoon or an Mm -hmm. evening or something uh, where i'll just have a few hours to myself um to de-stress to make sure I'm taking care of myself physically mentally emotionally all that stuff um and yeah I just think understanding how important it is to everything else you want to do in life um can really be a motivating factor for people to make that first step I hope yeah absolutely well along the lines of talking about this um the topic that we have today for self-care and like even kind of talking a little bit about therapy and 
divulging into your own anxiety disorders. Um, I okay. wanted to also give a plug to Munmukti. Can you let people know where they can find more about Munmukti? Do you want to give us a little bit of background on them as well? And what yes. they can help uh, our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, so Munmukti is a South Asian mental health awareness uh, organization. We're currently a website, munmukti.org. And essentially, uh, our founder started it uh, after his friend passed away from complications due to mental health issues. And his friend had been feeling very alone. And he, um, Abhi, the guy who founded it, he didn't want anyone else to feel that way. And he got friends together who had uh, similar views because mental health is really stigmatized worldwide. But uh, we think in like South Asian communities, it can be a uh, a lot more challenging to talk about mental health issues and for people to get the help they need. So the website has a bunch of things. It has resources for you if you're interested in, you know, your own mental health or just curious about mental health conditions. It has options for you to connect with other people through our forum, through a podcast series we actually do, through testimonials. Uh, it has uh, resources. So if you're looking for, like, a mental health professional, the site doesn't diagnose or anything, but if you're looking for, like, you know, a mental health professional who's Hindu or a mental health professional specifically in your state, uh, we have it split up um, by those avenues so you can look for someone. It's really just a place to get people to start talking about mental health issues in the South Asian community okay. and something that means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. We're very excited to see you guys on the come up and, and doing all these mm -hmm. amazing things. And now you guys also have a podcast, which is great. So we will put a link to the website, all of their social media, um, the mm -hmm. podcast as well in uh, the description of this episode so you guys can go follow their stuff and Faria where can people find more of your work are you on social media can you plug some stuff for us yeah sure thing so my social media handles are all following Faria on Facebook Instagram no not Facebook sorry Instagram <laughs> Twitter and Snapchat um I guess yeah I have a Facebook Faria Akram mm -hmm. try to find me <laughs> <laughs> and then you can also um we'll we'll link all of her stuff and brown girl stuff as well um, so you can stock all of her things and many doings and all of that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see you soon because we're going to have Munmukti on the podcast very soon. Um, yes, so we're going to talk more about that. So stay tuned for that episode, you guys. But for now, thank you so much, Fire, for coming on and talking to us for the survival segment. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so thank much. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was yeah, we'll so much fun. Soon. I love talking with y'all. Yeah, you too. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yay. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. So we have um, lots of things we want to know about you, but oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to get into it. Okay. All right, all right. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your background? So you are in Canada. Um, yes. Were you born and raised there? Did you grow up in the same area or where, where, where'd you come from? So I was, uh, I was born in Canada. I was born and raised here in uh, Montreal, Quebec. Um, and yeah, I've been here my whole life pretty much, uh, building up uh, my dreams and my aspirations from, uh, from the same city. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, are, your parents, are your parents from there as well? No, my parents are from India originally, so they're from the Punjab. 
mm-hmm. um, and then they uh, they moved out to England for a little bit. That's where they actually got married, and then they ended Ooh. up coming uh, out to Canada. I think about a couple years after their wedding. I'm not entirely sure how long it took them, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they ended up over here in this cold country. You know, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. So that's that's, that's my background in terms of ethnicity yeah. and and where I, where I'm from and everything. Do you have siblings? I have two sisters, so two older sisters. Um, so I was the baby in the family. Spoiled. <laughs> Just and, kidding, I'm the baby um, too, so I know how that is. Yeah, I played with Barbies when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> that happened a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, then I found my way to action figures and stuff oh, and nice. started to um, find my own way, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys grow up in, um, one thing we've been asking a lot of our guests lately is, how did you figure out about your identity, and did you know that you were different? Did you grow up around a lot of other Desi people, or was it like, um, mostly, you know, one race or another? Oh, that's such a good question. I, um, it's funny because growing up, I always, um, I never felt, um, different, or I never really liked to put myself in, um in sort of a, a category of being uh, Desi or being, um, you know, Indian or being that. I, I, like, I like to consider myself just being human, you know. And, mm. um, and uh, but growing up, I, I definitely did, um, like as a kid, when you see kids together, they don't really see colors mm-hmm. in a sense, you know. Like they do see colors, but not in terms of ethnicities or anything. They're just kind of communicating with each other as if it's another person and so so the only time I really started to feel um different was when I started to get into acting actually and um when I started to get into acting it was it was sort of uh, you get on set and and you meet a lot of people and especially in in Montreal Quebec where um you know there's there's a lot of francophones and they're not really um accustomed to seeing so many uh you know, ethnic people type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. even though Montreal is a super, super diverse city, like you can right. walk around the street and you'll see like people of all nationalities all over the place, you know, and so that's Canada in a nutshell as well, though. <laughs> um, but in terms of the film industry and like in the entertainment world, uh, working on set uh, here in Montreal, it's it's rare, like there's maybe like three, four other uh, Desi actors here in Montreal that are, you know, Ooh. actively working in it. So whenever mm-hmm. I'd go to auditions, I'd always see the same, the same three it's guys, same you know. And we're, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and oh, we're okay. all going for, yeah, exactly. We're all going for the same parts. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 through that industry that I really started to feel like, um, okay, I am different. I you know, mm. or, or I have a, a flavor that people are interested about, and I was Ooh. like. Hmm. I like that you said it like that. I know. It sounds so positive, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of yeah. like, oh, I'm the token brown person. Or, you know, like, yeah, that's a nice no, way of like, twisting that. Exactly. So, so yeah, I'd always get the questions like, oh, where are you from? Where are you from? And I was like, well, I was born here, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, you know, and they'd try to ask me questions or some people would actually be, they would know more about the culture than I even know, you know? Oh, so, okay. so that was interesting in that mm-hmm. sense. So I know that there's a lot of, this might be like moving, jumping forward a little bit, but there's a lot of, um, at least in the United States, like typecasting. 
So you yeah. get like a lot of the same roles that are, are put out there for people of color or Indian people or especially mm-hmm. like Indian men, like men. Do yeah. you, is that the same thing with the same issue that you have in Canada? Yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's typically the same thing. Like I have a story. I don't even know if I should say this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like it was, it was this random gig that, um, you know, my agent was like, yeah, you know, they want you for something specific. Um, but they weren't entirely sure what it was. So it was kind of like a last minute thing mm-hmm. and I ended up getting on set and they had this whole costume ready. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, it was like, you know, it, it was in a sense typecasting. And, it, you know, it does happen typically in that way where you'll get you know, a dipper owner or, well, like a corner store owner um, or like a, uh, a taxi driver mm-hmm. or, um, but, you know, more and more lately, like I've, I've been getting auditions for just sort of um, regular roles, like just like a, like a John or like a, uh, you know, like Steve, the friend type of thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I definitely do see the typecasting coming up and, um, but I do think that slowly but surely it's starting to, to change and, and the more people uh, speak up and, and the more people start to just do their own thing, um, I find that that changes the culture a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. you do like a thousand different things. <laughs> like, aren't you just exhausted at this point? <laughs> time it's like what do you choose like how do you do so many things you know and um I think that's my greatest struggle has always been to balance all these different skill sets or balance all these different things and um I've always just been passionate about learning and and um especially in the arts and being creative it's something that happens to me naturally Mm -hmm. and so for me to sit down and dive into one thing is great like I, I find I'm able to do it but then after a while I'll get the urge or I'll get the inspiration to go you know like for example I'll make music and then I'll get the like a, an idea or a, a great visual idea and I'll pick up my camera and I'll start shooting with that you know yeah. and so um I find especially nowadays the way nowadays but like <laughs> <laughs> the way things are set up now it's very easy for one to go ahead and um learn things in a much faster way than it was you know way back when you know technology mm-hmm. wasn't as as advanced like now you can literally just go youtube and type in how to play the piano and you can sit there for 10 hours and get a basic course on how to yeah. run through a piano you know not that you'll be a master at it or anything <laughs> but you can get the you can get the basis, get the basis of it down. Yeah. yeah you can definitely be self-taught on all that stuff just through the power of the internet yeah and that's it so that's kind of what happened to me is I, I i went into filmmaking and i studied filmmaking and then i took up photography um through that and had had a, um, a wedding photo company that kind of put me through the grind of like really learning how to shoot mm-hmm. and then music has been years i've been practicing that too so it's just so happened now that i've kind of been doing all of them simultaneously for so long mm-hmm. and now that i've managed to find work in in a, in a variety of different fields you know yeah, so how did 
where did this come from? Where did this spark from? Like, did was it something that you studied? Was it just like you were kind of you gravitated toward the creative fields versus anything else, or um, how did that work? Well, I think I was always um, interested in storytelling. So initially, I wanted to be a journalist, actually, and I had oh, okay. and I had um, I had gotten a internship at a radio station here in Montreal, and and I, at that station, it was kind of like. It was a morning show, so I was up really early, and that got me into the habit of just getting up early. Okay. <laughs> but, but then um, getting to the actual radio station and, and working in it, that's when I discovered that I, I wasn't passionate about it at all, because mm-hmm. it was really just um, people talking about other people. So it felt like right. um, a gossip circle for me, which it was also sports radio, so it's different. It's not like you know meaningful stuff. It's not like real real uh, authentic or anything you know yeah um and so i kind of left that and i was a little lost and then um i was an actor at the time too and i had ended up meeting someone who started a production company and i worked with him in filmmaking and in sound design for for films okay and that's kind of what paved the way to jump into music. And I already had like the filmmaking background by that point as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's just how it all kind of came together. It's, that's yeah. really what sparked it. It was really um, just the storytelling aspect of it. And you know when you watch a really good movie or you hear like a track and it gives you chills? Yeah, yeah. Or like something that it just inspires you or it um, it's almost like life-changing in a way or it gives you this uh, this sense of... Uh, like an epiphany or something, you know. Yeah, definitely. Those were those were moments that I remember having while watching some movies or while listening to some music, and I remember thinking, "Wow, it'd be great to be able to create something like that mm-hmm. one day," you know. I get that a lot at concerts. Ah, where that's it's like cool. this euphoric, like religious almost feeling. It feels like you're just being like, it's an awakening. Yes, it's exactly. Kind of so. That, that's that's what I love about the like the creative side of things is that yeah. it has the ability to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How did your were your parents supportive of this, um, you know, life path, or were they kind of like, Listen. what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they still say the same thing. <laughs> no, they've been great. Like they've been um, they've been super supportive, uh, especially on the acting side. They've always you know wanted me to be like um, like up in the spotlight type of thing you know oh, so and whenever i'd get shy or whenever i would um especially when i was younger and i would whenever i'd feel like oh you know i don't want to put myself too much out there mm. or i start to get a little too humble they would you know be like no like come on like put yourself out there do it you know <laughs> right. that's great you <laughs> and, have a little fan club then behind you the whole time yeah yeah they, they've also um like it's a fan club but also they're very uh it's hard to impress them type of thing so (laughs) (laughs) they've given me that um that mastery uh drive like to try and get the best possible product out as you can you know that really has come from them it's like do whatever you want but be the best at whatever you decide to do yes exactly exactly Yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty normal with Indian parents. Right. Yeah. Really good <laughs> it advice, is, it even is. remembering that in adulthood. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 
so true. It's so true. Yeah. So yeah, they they were supportive. I mean, here and there, my mom will be like, um, "You sure you don't want to go to law school or you know <laughs> something like that?" And I'm like, "That's nowhere near what I know. Like, I'd be a horrible lawyer." <laughs> uh, yeah. Was there ever a moment that you were doing something and it like you kind of had like an aha moment where everything clicked for you? Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Ooh, that was another good one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think probably um, that moment came when I met, um, I consider him probably like a brother to me, but a music partner, Mm -hmm. and his name is uh, Voice. Mm -hmm. And we ended up connecting about five years ago. And um, actually, no, less than that, four years ago. And yeah, I was, I was just kind of making music on my own at the time. And, um, you know, I wasn't really getting any plays or nothing was really happening with it. Or I didn't really believe in it myself up until I actually met him. And I had just randomly sent him uh, an instrumental I created. And he was like, wow, this is really good. And since then, we, we just kind of went back and forth and, and created songs together. Mm-hmm. And we've managed to put out almost, I think, 150 tracks. together and um and yeah so just like sort of starting to collaborate with him it was really that's when it clicked when we would just jam and I was like really digging deeper into it and and starting to perfect the craft of it a little bit more that's when it really hit me that like I was having fun doing it Mm -hmm. and it was the first time I started to realize that, well, actually, I'm actually good at it, too. <laughs> yeah, because that's one of those things. As, as an artist, you're you're always your own toughest critic mm-hmm. when it comes to your work, and you want to be really good at it. And you don't realize what you're creating up until someone else kind of hears it and tells you, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's really good, or it's really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like after you're staring at something for so long, you kind of, like, it loses meaning a little bit. So you're like, I can't even tell if this is good anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And you just got to take a step back and, and, you know, kind of let life take its course with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that your your cultural background has any influence on your work? Or do you think um, it's just like, it's just like, whatever, this is me putting stuff out? I think I think it does honestly like it you know I was brought up and my parents are very traditional as well so you know we'd be at the Gordwara on Sundays and we would um, you know follow certain religious things uh, throughout you know throughout the weeks and stuff so growing up it was sort of a um, it was kind of strict in that sense but also it gave me you know it gave me that sense of fun as well and it gave me that sense of um i like that i like the word flavor too actually it gave me that flavor because yeah. it's it's something that uh you know i used to feel sort of like oh i'm really different you know but mm. i really started to just embrace that side to me now um a lot more than i used to is, is there a divide in when it comes to like the music industry is it um I kind of think like the, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the music industry is a little bit more unified with when it comes to like, you know, with when you go into acting, like there are certain roles that have to be, that are, are for certain type of people. And I don't know if music has that same. That uh, same it's similar music is it? too. No way. Because okay. the way it works is that, you know, generally there's like these packaged uh, type of 
songs that are working or that are trending now. Like, yeah. if you listen to the radio and you have, like, the top 40 tracks and, mm-hmm. you know, all the major labels or all the, you know, top um, top places are looking for people who are going to kind of either replicate what's already out there or uh, come up with something that's similar but new at the same time. Yeah. So if you're kind of doing your own thing, um, not everyone's going to kind of accept it with open Mm -hmm. arms right off the bat because, you know, it hasn't been proven to work in the market for them. So that's, they kind of see it as a money game, you know, it's, it's like, does it, it's a business at the end of the day, right? Like, which kind of sucks because it's, music is more than that, but it is but but that's so where I, that's where i find it gets really really cool cuz all these tracks that end up charting or end up being really good have their own unique spin to it and their own unique thing to it mm-hmm. so if someone starts making music that's like whatever is out there it's never going to be unique you know right so that's why i like to keep it like you know if you're an artist just stay weird stay crazy <laughs> and like just keep doing keep doing it your way you know yeah, yeah and you never know advice. something will catch on something mm-hmm. will catch on eventually do you think that your time is split pretty evenly between the three different things that you do or is there one that you feel like just feeds your soul a little bit more than the others Ooh, that's a really good one i haven't <laughs> even thought about that <laughs> well i guess i'm more of the type of person who um I, I'm very uh, intuition based in that sense. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I won't sit down and be like, okay, today I'm allocating five hours to this and then three hours to that and then three hours to that and then like flip it throughout. Right. I really just kind of get up and see what I'm feeling more to do, you know? Yeah. And what, what ends up happening is that, you know, I'll, I'll make go like three weeks where it's really into music and then. I'll take a break from that and, and taking a break from that, I'll be like, oh, I, I just feel like shooting some portraits or I'll get some, some random gigs for to shoot some brands and things, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I'll, I'll, you know, help them out with their products or help them up with some creative concepts and mm-hmm. um, that's it. And in acting, it's really just based upon, you know, when you get an audition call, then you go and audition. But that's, that's really it. Um. Oh, dang it. I just forgot the question I was going to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Oh, dang. I totally just blanked. I totally just blanked. Her eyes (laughs) went up and everything. And then she's like, nope, lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you want to do this part while I think of what I was going to say? Oh, yeah. Should have written it down. (laughs) Okay, so this brings us to um, a great part of the episode. Um, We play a little game with our guest, a little this or that type game. That we have okay. so brilliantly named this or that. Because we're so nice. creative and clever. <laughs> I love it. Okay, here we go. So it's a... Wait, I remember the question. Can I do this? Oh, because I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. You know. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so. Um, are, do you still write? You said you were writing before. Yes. Okay, so. Um, uh, yeah. I, well, this is going to be a long story now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so writing. I took up writing actually because um, I went through a period of where I was suffering from depression. Okay. And um, I took up writing uh, sometime last year actually when uh, I had a series of like a rough year in 2016. I think a lot of people had a rough year mm-hmm. <laughs> that year, <laughs> but 
um, for me, it was particularly challenging. And um, I decided to uh, write about it and, and write about um, ways in which to kind of break free from all of that. And um, that's when I really got into into meditation. I've, I've been into that for the past um, four to five years as well. And really, just focusing on um, getting into into flow, a flow state. Awesome. And and um, yeah, so so this little thing I'm writing is more about how to kind of tap into that flow at any given moment by practicing uh, a few different tips and tricks to kind of get there. You know. Oh, I like that a lot. Yes. Yeah, so it's um, it's something I've I've been working on and and crafting and. Yeah, I just kind of write here and there when, when I feel like I got some, some fresh new ideas mm-hmm. or, you know, I've got some new ideas from people I've encountered or people I've just had talks with, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and uh, yeah. So we we love talking about um, mental health and self-care because Tiffany nice. and I both deal with mental illness as well. And so, oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, so we... Um, you know, when you're doing all these different things, like just outside of the show, like we both have full-time jobs. And in addition uh-huh. to that, like we do things outside of it as well. And uh-huh. when, you, when these uh, mental health issues will kick in and they're stronger than other days, uh-huh. uh, you know, we have certain things that we like to do to, like we call them part of our self-care routine to just like take a moment to take care of ourselves so that we can keep pushing forward. Because, it was, you know, like it gets really difficult when you hit that lull and you don't want to do anything or get out of bed yeah 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 it is like a conscious thing so are there things besides writing um that you do as part of your self-care routine yeah and self-care there's a lot like um i actually used to take up uh, martial arts Mm, so i so i did that for a couple of years which was a mix of um kung fu and jujitsu um but it was through that like it was more about again, tapping into that flow state and, and really starting to learn more about energy mm-hmm. and learn more about um, where your flow is going, you know, like, yeah, like everything is everything around us is, is energy, like our thoughts, every single mm-hmm. thing we think of, there's a vibe to it, every single thing we eat, everything mm-hmm. we drink, mm-hmm. there's, there's always, always a, an energy to it. And when you really start to kind of bring things down to the to the little things and you start to improve on those um they start to make a big difference Mm -hmm. but one of my top top self-care things that i like to do on a regular basis is literally just stop doing everything just put my phone away completely don't talk to anyone and just be like just straight up be And, like, I just, like, you can sit outside and you hear, like, you listen to the leaves or you just listen to the air moving through you or, um, you know, it's just sitting and doing nothing. And, like, it's okay, you know, and it's totally okay that nothing is going on right now, you know? I think that's such a hard state for people to be in. Just this it general. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alone with your thoughts. Like. Because we're, we're around so many things, you know, but that's where it's like I said, our our thoughts and our, our like, that's energy, right? And mm-hmm. so if once we realize that you have the power to create your own vibe and to kind of start to circulate that around yourself, then you can kind of really just zone in into your own essence and then once you do that um it becomes a habit you know 
and and once you have the habit developed those are hard to break you know and if you especially if you have good ones you have good habits going going on it's it's going to be really good mm-hmm. and i think um naturally our our brains are wired to always see problems to to kind of you know help us survive and it's it's natural that you know we see negative in a lot of things um because that's one of the survival mechanisms right is mm-hmm. to to get through our lives is to kind of see things in that light but as soon as you know we start to rewire it and start to you know practice that positive um you know thinking and positive more more feeling than thinking because mm-hmm. otherwise we can get lost in our thoughts when we think too much you know um but yeah just the positive feelings and and being around um you know healthy situations and taking care of yourself in that light and and not putting too much pressure on yourself mm-hmm. you know yeah it's very important yeah. yeah it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. yeah i think that we you know, like you were saying, like, we're our biggest critics and we're really, def- like, really hard on ourselves about everything. And yeah. It, I definitely agree. It is a product that the emotions and the way that your brain will react to certain things, situations or someone telling you something, whatever that is, like, yeah. we, it, it matters. We're firm believers that, you know, with something like the law of attraction where your thoughts become, you, you can make them into tangible things. Yeah, we're big proponents of that and that it's completely changed the way that I look at life and the way that I operate every day because I'm very conscious in the way that I'm reacting to things or taking Mm. things in and like how that perspective is shifting. Um, I don't know if you listen to you should check this out because I think you might like it. But there is a channel on YouTube. It's called the Vortex of Success. Oh, is it about Abraham Hicks? No, no. So this is okay. um this is really different. It's subliminal meditation music. Okay. But it's incredible. So they have um it's just like instrumental music, but they have like subliminal messaging underneath it with gratitude or positivity or um clearing away ne- negative energy, like things like that. Wow. You might feel hip to it. So you check out on Vortex of Success on YouTube. And okay. I just throw it on like when I'm at work and it it helps me a lot at least. I really enjoy it. Oh, amazing. I love that. Yeah. These, uh, these tones and sounds make such a huge difference too, right? Because yeah. it's just like vibrating right through your cells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That's so good. Cool. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah. Thank you. For sure. I guess along the same line, since we're kind of talking about this, um, about also yeah. being diff- like hard on yourself and, and being very critical of yourself, one thing that we like to ask all of our guests is, what's one physical trait and one non-physical trait that you love about yourself? Ooh, oh, good. You're getting I a bit put a smile on my face. Wow, <laughs> one physical trait. I'd say I think I have some pretty nice eyes. Mm-hmm. You do have nice <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're yeah, so I feel like they're they're warm. You know. Yeah. And um, a non-physical trait is probably my ability to adapt. Oh, I like that. You're a chameleon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can get into a lot of different situations. <laughs> not sounding dangerous. <laughs> Camel chameleon. Camel chameleon. <laughs> yeah. There we go, like see. That. That's a great answer. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we can revert back to the original. <laughs> Are you ready for this game? Do you want me to um, can you re- do the intro? Yeah. Wait, really? You actually? Yeah, yeah. I do. 
So this is the part of the game. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, so this is the part where we break up the episode and play a little this or that type game that we have brilliantly named this or that. five questions for you um this or that questions (laughs) um rapid fire round we're just gonna ask uh one by one and we're just gonna answer to the best of your ability oh (laughs) okay so wait so it goes with it so i just say this or that your tea and you'll say tea you know and then like next question like um oh okay 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 okay, got it got it got it got it things like that okay all right, this is fun. I'm excited. Oh my god. Get excited. Get ready. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I already am, actually. <laughs> Question number one Introvert or extrovert? Oh, I'm like both of them. Mm, if you had to pick one, which one would you pick? I'm more of an uh, introvert, mm-hmm. an extrovert. <laughs> nope that's one of the that's the main okay, okay, rule okay, of the game okay intro I'll start with the introvert because okay. it starts from within <laughs> awesome um, dinosaurs or dragons oh uh, dragons uh, oh, I'm a dragon okay, it was okay. by Chinese zodiac so. oh nice Ooh, okay this works out well yeah I'm yeah. <laughs> just learning so much <laughs> Socks or gloves? Socks. Mm. Skating rink or a swimming pool? Swimming pool. Mm, good. Churros or falafel? Do it churros? <laughs> I did. I didn't Is that a question? question? <laughs> wait, 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 was it churros or falafel? Yeah, yeah. Was that the yeah. uh, churros? Mm, okay. Yum. Yes. Right. Love okay. that cinnamon sugar goodness. <laughs> 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 oh gosh well this was so much fun i'm i'm really glad we finally got to talk to you <clears throat> i know me too it's so cool i know we're over here like melting you just are amazing yes and we, love we you. adore oh. you yeah you're just you're fantastic oh uh, thank human. you thank you so much i think you guys are amazing too and oh, uh, you know when i saw i saw how you guys were you know posting up some some things about what you guys were doing i was mm-hmm. like i'd love to be a part of uh part of your sort of movement and and what you're doing you know yeah i'm so glad you are <laughs> i love it so, yeah, keep it up don't stop it's yeah. really cool thank you thank you where can people um find all of your work can you, can you plug some stuff um in? Yeah, so it's everything that I've done or do is all on my site at souks.ca, so S-O-O-K-Z dot C-A. And, um, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? Sorry. Z? We said, yeah, oh, that's so Z, yeah. yeah, yeah, we didn't say that. And, uh, yeah, and everything else is just on my social media, so, like, at the real souks, and uh, that's the same thing across the board. Cool. Thanks. Is there um, any, like, new music that is going to be coming out or any new work that's going to be out put 
put out gold <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, I, well, right now uh, we have a single that we just put out called "Dirty Politician." Ooh, um, nice yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's available <laughs> on SoundCloud right now, so cool. people can find me on SoundCloud. It's SoundCloud.com/slash/ZooksBeats, um, and yeah, again, that's also available on my website as well. Awesome. And but yet, can... there's uh, there's a new album in the works too, mm. which um, I'm not entirely sure about the release date yet, but it should be within a couple of months actually. Yes, that's awesome. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we will put um all the description or in the description we will put all of the links to everything as well, so you guys can find it super easily and tag him on everything. So make sure you go follow him. But. Aww amazing oh, thank you again wish us any like whenever you get to the detroit area please let us know and keep us updated on all the incredible things that you're doing i will i will you guys too stay in touch if you have yeah, anything that comes up or whatever yeah, or, uh, if sure. you need help with a plug or whatever i'd yeah. love to you know just oh, thank you. i'm gonna make another post about you guys too awesome. so oh, you're so sweet thank you yes yeah, awesome. awesome cool all right have a good rest of your day you too. Talk soon, guys. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Okay, he can't be that like chill all the time because his pictures are all like you know like Pensive he can't and, like, yeah, yeah he can't be but no he really is he is like so zen and so just mm. like